he doing? He was supposed to do what to the rock? Speak to it. And Mo, in verse 11, Moses lifted up his hand and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly and the congregation drank and their beast also. Now, he was supposed to speak to it. Now, God told him to bring the rod, which is what he smote with the first time, but this time he said, speak to it. But you see, Moses, we, Aaron and I, we're going to bring you water out of this. And he smote it even twice. And then in verse 12, And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation to the land which I have given them. So, we know Moses didn't go into the land of promise. God let him see into it, but he didn't, he didn't go into the land of promise. And he said, well, that was, that was pretty harsh, uh, a pretty harsh thing. Well, it, uh, depending on which way you want to look at it. But he, he, he disobeyed God, didn't he? God said, speak to it. And you say, well, you know, what's the difference? Was it, and I used to think, and there's, I used to think, and it's not wrong, but it's because he smote it the second time and didn't speak to it. Well, that's, I mean, that's true. That's the, that's the, the basis, the basic of it. Because uh, he smote a rock, and God told him to speak to it. But it, but it goes on. It, it, I mean, it doesn't really say that. But we know that's that. Well, I guess it goes without saying. But he said in verse twelve, and the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. It wasn't all in the smiting of the rock that was the error. Now it was that. That's. That was wrong, okay? He was, God told him to speak to it, and he smote it the second time. That was wrong, and, and we're going to talk about that more. But he said, and for this reason, he's not going to, Moses wasn't going to go into the land of promise. But it wasn't just that. What else, what else did it say? Because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel said, Moses, you didn't sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. What did he do instead? <clears throat> Must we fetch you water out of this rock? Chuck, that's what it was. I mean, yes, it was a smiting of the rock. I understand that was, all, that was all part of it. But as we look more specific here, if we would just search for the answer of scriptures and say, well, okay, why didn't Moses go over in the land of promise? If we would just go to the scripture for the answer... Because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. That's the reason. Now, I understand the smiting was certainly the, the basis of all of it. But I left this part out. Because you didn't sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. That's the reason. <clears throat> well, where do we find an example where he didn't sanctify? That's what we said. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? Now, had he sanctified God, and we know this is all ordained of God, but had he went there, and it's foolish to even be speaking this way, we know this is all ordained of God, but had he went there, uh, Doris, and says, okay, yeah, there's no earthly way that we can survive here. We will pray to God. And God has commanded that we speak to this rock, and God will save us with water out of this rock. Then he would have been sanctifying the Lord God. 
God told him to speak to the rock. He would have been sanctifying the Lord God in, uh, in the eyes of the children of Israel. But he didn't do that. He said, must we? Aaron and I, we'll, we'll save you. We'll fetch you water us rock. So Helen, there's the error. Also the smiting. And I don't mean to diminish that because we're going to talk about that smiting. But also the smiting. But we see the lifting up here of must we. Didn't sanctify God in that statement, did he? No, he said, we, must we fetch you, must we, when he says, must we fetch you, water us rock, he should have just said, must we save you, we'll save you. But God said, because you didn't sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Now, whenever we listen, well, when people talk, preach, witness, write, record, do bumper stickers, Whatever we, they, people do, are we sanctifying the Lord? Or are we, must we, must I, must you, fetch, save? And what do you hear from the world? Oh, Claire May, they've got a, they've got a list. And, I've, everywhere, and I don't see too many, too much anymore, but uh, every time I see one of these little tracks, you know, these little folders, I always pick them up. And, and some of them, well, one of them said there's only one way on the front. Only one way to be saved. And then you open up and it gave you steps of salvation. So it didn't take a very long to contradict itself. But they'll give you a list of all these things that you have to do. Well, and, and they vary. But first, you must choose. First, you must accept. Then you turn over a new leaf. Then you hold on faithful. All these things, all these different ways. Are they sanctifying the Lord God? No. They may talk about the Lord God. They may talk about Jesus, but no, no, sanctifying. They're saying the same with Moses. What we must do, what you must do. So there's the error. Now, and Moses didn't go over into the land of promise because of that. That's what this says. Is that typifying then that Moses went to the lake of fire? No. I believe the example to us Moses didn't go into the land of promise. I believe the representation of us is the bride. Those that do not sanctify the Lord God, they won't be part of the bride. And there's other, and that's another old teaching that we don't have time to, to get into. But the, uh, 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 but the other teaching here that I don't want to diminish from yeah, he did smite that rock when God told him to speak to it. Well, what's the significance there? Well, we know the rock was typifying Christ, what we read in Corinthians, and that rock was Christ. Christ was smitten on the cross. Christ only needed to be smitten one time. Moses, he told him the first time, you smite the rock. The next time he said, speak to it. So the, the, the way of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord was that he, this rock be smitten one time. <coughs> So Jesus Christ only need to be smitten one time, only need to be crucified one time, and we are eternally saved by that one smiting. <clears throat> we can, uh, you, you can go read about the, the high priest. Now the high priest, they offered sacrifices uh, year after year after year after year. But then we read scripture says, but now Jesus Christ offered himself once 
Not every year as the priest would do for the sins of people, but Jesus Christ offered one time, smitten one time. And through that one time, we have eternal salvation. I was going to go and well, I was going to go to Isaiah chapter fifty-three when we have time there, but it showed that showed the smiting there of Jesus Christ when it pleased the Lord and what it paid for and everything. But but one time. So I say unto you, look to the rock from which you were hewn. That spiritual rock that was Jesus Christ. Don't look to yourself. Don't say what we must fetch you, what me must do to save. Don't look for anything earthly ways of this salvation, but look to that rock. Look to the rock from which you are hewn. That's what it's saying. Now, well, we've got about six or seven minutes left. Our text also said in Isaiah, but it says, look to the hole of the pit from which you are digged. So we've we got a couple examples here. Look to the rock. We talked about that. Yes, we look to Christ. And that's the only way of the salvation of our soul, or salvation of anything as far as that goes. And there are other things to be saved from, but it's all through Christ. But now it said also in our text, after talking about that, and look to the hole of the pit from which you are digged. So here's something else <coughs> that tells us to, to look to. So the hole of the pit from which you are digged. <coughs> so what's that, what's that referring to? And I won't take the time because I don't want to get uh, I don't want to get long, but we can go back to uh, Genesis through uh, creation and everything. And, and you remember, uh, God calls a deep sleep to come on Adam. And out of his side, he took what? His bride. He took Eve. So he caused a deep sleep, and he created a hole, a pit, in the side of Adam to make for Adam a bride, a wife. Let's go real quick to John chapter 19, the Gospel of John chapter 19. So keep in mind here a deep sleep, a hole digged in his side, and a bride brought forth from that hole. So keep that in mind as we read this in John chapter 19. And verse 28, John 19 and 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was yet a, uh, there was set a, a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it uh, on hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. The Jews, therefore, because it was a preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross uh, on the Sabbath day, for, the Sabbath, for that Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. They break their legs, they'll die sooner. 
Then came the soldiers and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they broke not his legs. Well, this is to fulfill scripture. Not a bone of his body would be broken. But they were upset. They, they, they wanted to break his legs. They hated him. So here they came. He's already dead. Breaking his legs wasn't going to do anything. Verse 34. But one of the soldiers. Now this, this soldier had no idea what he was doing. I mean, he thought he hated him and he just was going to do this. But he didn't realize he was fulfilling the prophecy and the will of God. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and immediately came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bore witness. Here's John. John witnessed this. And his witness is true. And he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. So John saying, listen, I saw this, and I know I'm telling you the truth. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone in him shall not be broken. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. So now here, what does this have to do with Adam back there that we, we talked about? What does this have to do with this look to the, the, the pit from which you were, which you were digged? Well, we looked at Adam. A deep sleep came on Adam. His side was pierced. Out was taken by God, uh, uh, was taken a bride for Adam. So here we see Jesus Christ in verse 30. He gave up the spirit, a deep sleep. Then what? A piercing of the side. When the soldier jammed and ran the spear up in there, that what? Out came blood and water. So here's a piercing, and I tell you, you look, this, this rock, Jesus Christ, he was pierced. A pit was dug here, and you look to that pit from which you were hewn. Because as the bride was taken out for Adam, out of that, after the deep sleep and the, and the opening of his side and the pit that was dug to create a bride, as, as a bride was created for Adam, so after the deep sleep fell on Christ, and a pit was dug in his side, and out came the blood. That was the purchase price for the bride. And uh, so with, from his shed blood comes the wife or bride of Christ. Now, one more final thought here. Uh, Romans says... That the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Wages, we've got two things here. Wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So I think we've got, we've got two things here. Jesus paid for the Adamic sin of all of the sheep, all of God's sheep. Not just the sheep that the Father gave the Son, but all of God's sheep throughout eternity. And I'm not saying every one without exception. I'm talking about every one of the sheep without exception. All of God's sheep, all of the sheep that Jesus or that God gave Christ, his death paid for that. The wages of sin is death. So when Christ died, it paid for that. It paid for the sin of all, the Adamic sin of all God's people, of all of God's 
people, and the ones that the Father gave the Son, not every person without exception, but all of God's people. So we see the death in verse 30. His head bowed and he gave up the spirit. The penalty of sin is what? Death. The judgment is paid for in verse 30. All the sin, all sin that would be paid for, he paid for all the Adamic sin. But we see something else. We see the piercing of his side. The blood had a particular work for the bride. We can read in won't Acts 20. It says, he shed his blood for his church. Out of his church will come his bride. And I, I, get, I get irritated when people try to diminish the church. Oh, it doesn't make any difference about the church. You know, you can, you can do this. Then why did, why, why did Christ shed his blood for his church? I, I like to ask that question. But anyway, so the blood was shed, and, and Debbie, I, 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 can, I can remember the, and I miss Brother Austin and Brother Don as they, as they taught us many things. And one of the last things that I perceived that Austin was kind of going into, you know, what, uh, is the many things that he had taught and taught me and taught you folks also. But this is what it was, that the death paid for one thing, the shedding of blood paid for another. And that was about the time that the Lord took him home. But I can remember that. But I can see that here. In verse 30 of, of John, the death, he bowed his head. Here's death. And in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. So he paid it. He paid for our sins with his death. The sins of all uh, of God's sheep. But then we see in verse 34, we see the bloodshed there with a hole there. And it said that, that, uh, he, uh, that he shed his blood for his church in Acts uh, chapter 20, I believe it is. So I say unto you, look unto the rock from which you were hewn. That rock is Christ, where they were saved in the wilderness. And look to the hole in the pit from which you are digged. The blood that came out of his side, that, that was shed. As Adam, there was a, he, a deep sleep. Out of his side came the bride. Christ, a deep sleep, out of his side was blood for the bride. So the blood paid a different price. And Betty, I think that goes back to when we talk about the, uh, the blood and the Passover. We talk about, he said, you know, there's a sentence passed on, uh, a curse. And he said, take the blood, put it on the linen on two sides close. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. But who was at risk back here? Who, what did that blood pay for? What did that blood do? It saved what? Only the firstborn. Now, it led to the deliverance of all of Israel, but that blood only saved the firstborn. Now, I think that being a, 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 a type of the bride. So many, many things here, but don't, don't follow man. Don't look to man. Don't, don't be as Moses was. We do this. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and the hole of the pit from which you are digged. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. It is missed.